I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the Value Factory. Welcome back, everybody. We're back one day delay because of Father's Day. If you didn't know that that's what was happening, then join the Discord. What are you doing? Discord is the only way that you're going to know if we're having any delays, if we're skipping a week, anything like that. So make sure you join the Discord and you'll also get... Whoa, fly. Whoa, in my room. You'll also get to know if we're doing uh, any like community night activities like we did uh, a while back. Uh, didn't have a huge turnout. Frosty was super depressed. He was talking about how he didn't even want to do the podcast anymore because nobody even came to our community night. But I convinced him to keep going, so no worries. We're still we're still going strong here. No, no. nobody came. <laughs> Dude, the best people came. The people that didn't come are the ones that I don't want to deal with anymore. That's true, actually. Sphero and Nayashi both came, and Sphero uh, could only hang out for a little while, but he came for maybe like an hour or so. And we actually got to uh, see Sphero and Nayashi fight. We got to see Frosty on his tamer fight both of them. It was pretty, a couple interesting fights. They fought for a good while, but uh, special thanks to them for coming out. Because out of all the people that I thought might show up, they were not on that list. Especially Nayashi, he hung out for a really long time. No show, no, no, no shade throwing towards Sphero though. Sphero also came out, and it was really fun. We'll probably do it again, uh, maybe in a couple weeks. And maybe see if more people turn up. Same people turn up. That's fine, too. Uh, we made a, a, a new friend who learned some DK combos and then instantly forgot them about three hours later. So that was pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, if you want to, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, just kind of like hanging out and join BDO with us. Uh, make sure you join the Discord so you can get uh, to know when all that stuff goes down. I feel like I've said uh, a lot in the past, however long we've been recording. I, I feel like yeah, I've you. said it too much. You're not very professional, I've always said this. Eh, whatever, you're not professional either. Anyway, we're moving on, we got <laughs> comments. Uh, 17 comments on the last video, almost 700 views. Wow. Growing. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. growing. Yeah. I'm so thankful for everybody uh, checking us out. Make sure you're sharing with all the peoples that you can possibly share with. I think more people like this sort of format than they than they know. Like, I think people are like, well, why would I, like, why would I care about what these two random dudes talk about? Like, man, it's just chill. You get to just, you know, relax, enjoy the, the conversation and, and be a part of it, you know? Uh, so make sure you share it with all your friends. First comment we got is Flair. He says, great podcast as always. It was fun to see Reslar struggle with the registering pets at 133. Still better than League gameplay. Hey, listen, first of all, <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why. For some reason, on the Global Test Lab, it would not let me use regular characters as a name. It kept saying, special characters are not allowed. I'm like, dude, I'm typing English. What do you mean, brother? <laughs> and what was even more frustrating was I was looking at streamers, because there was a bunch of people streaming Shy Gameplay as well. They all had pets, and they all had normal names with English letters. So why was the game specifically not allowing me? To use the pets. I was I was a little upset when I found that out. A little upset. Also, screw you, Flair. League gameplay. Need two weeks where there's not BDO in the background. I'm never gonna live it down. 
was a, it was a rough two weeks for all of us. <laughs> so, I, I, you know what I'm going to do? Maybe, yeah, you know what? No, not this podcast, because you have an out for this podcast, because I have to put something else up on the screen. Next podcast, if I'm allowed to do it by, like, our topics, it's going to be the Black Spirit Adventure on repeat. That's all you're going to see. <laughs> yeah, I actually am in with that, dude. That's all it's going to that, be. That's been in my band. I've always had this idea for a music video where we play the song over a still image of mayonnaise. <laughs> what? And I, I think the Black Spirit Adventure would be just as awesome, dude. <laughs> Yeah, so if we don't have anything uh, topic-wise, what we talk about that has to go on screen for the next podcast, like we do for this podcast, we actually have something that is going to be going up on screen, so it's going to be a cop-out, so I don't want to give you guys that. Next podcast is literally just going to be Black Spirit Adventure on repeat. It's just going to be the same role on repeat. Don't think I'm going re- to record multiple roles. It's going to be one role over and over and over again, <laughs> looped for however long we talk. So get ready for that. It's BDO gameplay at its finest. Uh, if you're lucky, <laughs> it'll be the little lotto wheel that scrolls to see what you get. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Small Dick Stole Your Girl said, No one is crying about Witch and Wizard and saying they need buffs to be better in 1v1. Yes, they are. Stop putting words in my mouth. The guy is sitting here pretty much saying Witch and Wizard are good in 1v1 and trying to play up Wizard and Witch 1v1. When you even said yourself, wizard and wiz- witch and wizard are pretty bad compared to other classes in 1v1. Yes, they are. So, here's the thing, right? He says other things as well. He says they sh- they're they too good GVGs. They shouldn't be as good in 1v1. They're not good compared to most classes, etc., etc. Okay, so here's the thing. That's true. And the fact that you're saying, like, they shouldn't be good in 1v1 is also true. And maybe I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but... uh. I wasn't even necessarily referencing you. There are people that are saying that Witch and Wizard need to be better in 1v1. That's just a fact. I I, I, I see them weekly. I deal with them weekly. Like, it, they're out there. Trust me. Uh, there's not a lot of them, but they do exist. And that might not be you, and that's chill if that's not you. And, uh, you know, I'll do respect, you know. But those people do exist. And, uh, I don't want more people jumping on that bandwagon. So, I don't know. It's just, eh, whatever. I want them to be good at 1v1. <clears throat> yeah. I'm fine with it. See, this is the guy I was talking about when I said I have to deal with them weekly. This is it. Uh, I have no problem with it. It's fine. <laughs> Who cares if they're good at 1v1? Be better. I mean, uh, as long as they're not, like, ninjas, you know? Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if Wizard was S-tier 1v1 also? Yeah. How scary the- that would be? Well, I mean, uh, well, no, I guess their scaling isn't good enough at soft cap. I was trying to think if there's any ability that a wizard could just grapple you and then one skill you, but I don't think there is. So ninja's still better. Serpent Ascension is OP. Uh, Kamikaze says, hi guys, great podcast as always. Love the different guests you have on. So do I. Reflected good thoughts on their own classes and others as well makes this the best place for BDO content on YouTube, in my opinion. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Uh, one thing I want to ask you about, though, is the focus of best at, quote-unquote, many players have. If you see forums or talk to other players, there is always this, since my class isn't number one at PvE, it sucks and needs buffs. For instance, Mystics have long been the god tier for Histria, together with Sork, and now Archer as well has claimed one of the top three spots for the hardest in-game spots. But what, uh, what about all the rest? 
it feels like the most thing that classes either has is to be number one at something or it's not even worth mentioning. This also translates into PvP. For flex team, Musa and Maywa do similar stuff, but Musa has more spend to win stuff and therefore is viewed as superior to a point where Maywa isn't even an option, but Maywa is just as hard, if not harder to deal with in those small 5 to 15 man clashes. Any thoughts on this insane focus uh, people have on what's the best? Because the rest is trash mentality. Thanks again for the great ton content. Much love from Norway. Which I don't think is a part of the EU. I can't remember our lesson from a few episodes back. <laughs> I don't think Norway is part of the EU. No, it's um, part of a it's part of Asia. Everyone knows that. Uh, so uh, it's min maxing, right? Uh, here's the thing about BDO: it's filled with a bunch of fucking nerds, and those fucking nerds min max literally every ounce of everything in this game. So if you're not playing the best at whatever you are enjoying doing, then you're going to be looked at as stupid, even if you maybe prefer a different class as a whole, right? So, and that's a lot of people. Again, not everybody, but a lot of people. I think it's just min-maxing. I don't know. Frosty, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think a lot of it actually, I mean, yes, min-maxing is definitely a factor because everyone wants to min-max, but I think a lot of it is if you're at the top, you're a reference point for everybody else and then if you're at the bottom you're bad but i don't think necessarily <laughs> like people that aren't so for example if you're a wizard today you're probably not going to get talked about as much anymore when it comes to like history you're going to hear more kunos complaining and then when the kunos are complaining they're referencing mystic and everyone else but i think being in the middle is okay it's just when you play the class and you're at the bottom it sucks and you complain about it so you hear those classes complain and those classes also complain about the people that are at the top. When you're in the at the middle, it's kind of like, eh, it's fine. I think it's okay. That's why you don't really hear about them as much. Because they're like, a lot of people are content with the middle. Like, Zerkers, you don't hear about Zerkers. And, and in history, outside of I Am Choice, like, Zerkers, like, a slight tier below Mystic and Archer. But it's not like they don't need to roll a Mystic alt to make money there, you know? So you're not really going to hear them complain about grinding Histria. Whereas Kuno is like, I'm getting a thousand less trash every hour than my friends. This is awful. So yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And same thing, I mean, in PvP, it's also like the things, the people at the top and the bottom are the ones that are either frustrated or the most frustrating. The people in the middle are just, you kind of forget about them because they're not as... Uh, as extreme or polarizing. Yep. Uh, That's my my psychology ninety seven class. If you pass it, you can actually <laughs> take a basic psychology class. Yeah, yeah. When do I get to? Uh, I'm really looking forward to my white knighting one one class. What? When do I get to take that? Oh, dude, you're not even remote. You have so many years of summer school to do before you can even oh, damn. talk about that. Yeah. Damn, that sucks. It's so many more pearls I need to buy before I get access to that class. Uh, <laughs> Piotr says, Archer is king. I don't deny that. I enjoy PvE like Frosty, parentheses, no joke. It's not a joke. It's just a lie. Uh, I wouldn't be playing the class still if it was bad at PvE. I had a Mystic alt for grinding. I know they're god of PvE. Still behind Mystic, though, lol. Uh, I just think they're not OP in PvP. Still strong, I won't deny that. I'm sad they're buffing Polly because it's actually sleeper OP. I won't tell people why, because for now it's still one of my favorite spots to grind. Mostly SP, like Reslar said, but still. 
If it gets infested like Gahaz, I will no longer like it, I feel. Shira is another spot that, uh, another spot people overlook. I believe it has the second highest Marty Stone EXP per turn in, and it's fantastic for SP. I grinded there from 60 to 62, minor pauses for Aquaman slash Crescents. 103 soils, no ring, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> well, you got 100, so you did get a ring, liar. Grats. Grats. <laughs> It's great for SP. I was SP soft cap before I hit 61, and when I hit 62, I was almost 2k SP on my archer. Got a lot of stacks from there. Uh, I really wish the 40 fell stack per scale fossil turn-in was a thing during that time. They drop like candy on Arsha. If Frosty ever wants Arsha lessons for when he rolls off Tamer onto Archer, I'm up for it. Have a lot of knowledge and time on the class. Enjoy being helpful. I should start asking for plugs every time you say my name on the podcast, though. I came up quite a bit. Nose was very itchy on Sunday, and now I know why. Frosty will never uh, play Archer because it doesn't have a pair of tits. That's just that's fact. Not, I don't get where is this meme coming from? Because <laughs> it's all you only play girl classes, dude. Only in in, in fairness, the tamer also does not have a pair. You talk, you talk, dude. Whenever they came out with trial characters for like a month, all you did was talk about how much fun Ninja is, and oh my god, it's so strong and so fun, and I'm, I could definitely reroll this class. Here we are, months later. You have spent probably a thousand dollars on reroll coupons. Not once have you even thought or mentioned going ninja. Why? It's not because you don't like it. It's because it doesn't have a pair of tits. It's that's not true. It's because it's too popular. Oh my god, too popular. Uh, Says so the ex mystic. This is why. Um, so everyone that I ever argue with is always like, well, you should play blah, blah, blah class so you could see for yourself. And then they regret it because then I play the class and it's, I realize it's OP as shit, which by the way, Tamer's grade is going way up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tamer's, but the grade is going way, way up soon. This class is ridiculously good in so many ways in so many parts of the game. Um, no, dude, I, I mean, Ninja's, Ninja's awesome. I don't know. It's just, I don't think it's me. That's yeah. nothing to do with it. I wish, dude, if the ta if I could pick a male tamer, I would in a second. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> and a grown man with a bigger bow staff, because fuck, man. It's hilarious to me that my bow staff doesn't actually hit any of the mobs because it's too small. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to touch the PvE stuff, Fionner, or the PvP stuff, but um, yeah, dude, Archer's OP. Yeah, uh, Archer is OP. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Arch so, uh, buffing Polly, it probably needs a buff. I don't know. I feel, it, it needs I, I a buff. I feel like Polly... Here's my issue. It, it, this is where I run into the issue of how they're turning the game versus how I think they should be turning the game. In my opinion, the layout of grind spots in this game should almost be, like, um, theme park-ish. So essentially, you start in Olvia, you're killing all these like level 1 to level 5 mobs. Maybe there's some elites here or there that are actually like really hard to kill. Maybe you have to party up or just fight them for a really long time. Obviously, better to party up. And then you move into like Velia. And all the mobs around Velia, we're now looking at like, you know, level 10 mobs. You know, maybe you can find a level 20 elite here or there. Then you move into Serendia. And Serendia is where you find all of the like, 
level 20 to like level 30 mobs, etc, etc, right? And it just keeps going up as you kind of go on this adventure following the uh, main storyline. That's how in my head it should be. Because in my head, I'm thinking, okay, why would somebody grind Polysphorist? No matter what they do to it, they're not going to make Polysphorist as good as Histria or Sakraya or even Achman or Manchwams. So who are the people that Polysphorist is going to be targeted for? Uh, probably around 150 to 180 AP players. Okay, so why would somebody with 150 or 180 AP go to Polysphorist, literally one of the farthest grind spots on the map, when they can travel east for like five ten minutes and grind saucens, like I could tell you, there's just huh? it, there's there's no way. There's a bunch of reasons. All right, so first of all, we have how we know now how good Polly's Force is because it's been in Korea for a while or for this week, and there's a video. There's a couple of videos of it now, but people are getting anywhere from seventy to ninety mil with a loot scroll. That is so not it, true. I swear, dude. So it's way it's way better than Gaha. I mean, I guess Gaha's you can maybe get that too if you're like super RNG carried and on a elite rotation. But it's actually really good. The other thing, you can't get Kaffir stones at Saucens. And Saucens is gated so heavily by weight and and maids and all that and Polly's force is like 0.10 lt trash you know i just don't like dude horses exist like yeah I, but horses you, even on a horse you can't stack three weighted items no but you can stack like, two like right but saucens gives three plus a bunch of armor ah uh, dude i don't know like <laughs> dude so i promise saucen like you'll we'll See it all next week, but I don't know how I don't I don't know how you kids could have survived back in my day before maids even existed. Like, well, no, they. I mean, they wouldn't have, right? I mean, they would have, I guess. But back back in your day, everyone was happy making nine mil an hour. I mean, you find ways around it, right? Oh, <laughs> what do I do about all this trash? Oh, I don't know. How about you get a wagon like the rest of the people that grinded saucers <laughs> back in the day? Like yeah, that was, wagons that was are <laughs> wagons are basically useless. Like nobody really gives a shit about them unless they're rolling for trade exp. Were, were wagons fun? Uh, no, they weren't. No, nothing exactly. in this that's, game is fun except for killing people. Okay. Stop killing right, people no, no, and no, no, successful no. enchants—the only two entertaining things in this game. Polly's forest is about to be good, and I think it's good that they have a bunch of different grind spots that are going to be good options man options. oh i think so too i i think more in-game options the better um but yeah i i just don't if it is actually that broken they're gonna nerf it really fast like I don't there's think, no well, way that was, that was that was with a loot scroll right like so you'd normally be getting like i don't know 30 to 40 mil an hour if you're really efficient but also the guy still, that was doing that makes it, it as good as mantrams i i really i don't know if i mm, believe that they're gonna but, leave it to be as good as mantrams but the guy that was doing it was like 280 or 275 with Kudum, you know? Yeah, I don't know. We'll and, see. And an archer. And an archer. I, I'm just saying, it it looks like it's going to be as good, probably a little bit better than Gaha's. Yeah. Which is cool, because the AP rec is 190, which is actually, I think, higher than Gaha's. Gaha's only 140. Is it? It's that low? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's what it says on the map, anyway. Or maybe it's 160 for Polly. It's one of the, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I think, listen, if they actually, like, I actually think if they left it at that amount of money, it would be fine. And then what they should do is, like, 
actually make it a little bit harder. Maybe bring it down like just a tiny bit. Maybe like 60 mil, 70 mil. What are people making a Sakraya? God, with a loot scroll, like that same dude at Sakraya, he has videos, I don't know, probably like 120 mil. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was probably thinking around 100 mil. So maybe bring it down a little bit, uh, make it a, a, a tiny bit harder, and make it like a Mantrom spot, basically. Like, that would be good. I would actually enjoy that. I don't think that's what they're going to do. I doubt it. No, no, no. They're leaving it. It's dope. It's dope as it is, man. Go blow up mushrooms. Yeah. Go pop those mushroom caps. I don't know. We'll see. I, I just, I can't imagine them leaving it like that. I don't know. Maybe the they will. It was with, he got, he got exactly 80, the, the, the dude Kimmo got exactly 86 mil with a loot scroll. Apparently, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, apparently they changed Fadus and it's still bad. It's still bad. Yeah, I tested it extensively. It's. I mean, I think it's. I think Fadus for them is like an uh, alternative to Basham base. Maybe it's kind of like that. But Basham sucks. <laughs> I, I know exactly, but I think because Basham's so paper, like Fadus is still so paper. It's like you only need like 110 AP to be there. Yeah, Basham is actually hella good if you want EXP and literally nothing else. Like, Bastions yeah. is actually pretty decent if you're, like, 56, like, 57, 58 for EXP. Uh, anyway, we gotta move on. We got fucking million more comments to go through. Skylar C, three different comments. Uh, I know I'm late, just wanted to point out in the tier list, you guys had Musa and Archer, uh, have the same grades per category, but overall, Archer ranked higher than Musa. Musa Archer in 1v1A, Musa Archer in PvES, even though y'all are smoking good shit if you think Archer is better than Musa at anywhere other than Achman, and Nodwar's A. Also, Mystic wasn't far off from those either. Guess y'all just get smacked by Archers, even though Rez's class counters Archer. Hashtag don't feel bad for Zerks. Just talking shit, love the stream, the, the podcast. Uh, don't flame me too hard. Um, okay, so yeah, with those, so with the tier list, right, you have to keep in mind that we only have like so much room, right? Because we only have, I think it was five categories where we could place things. So yes, we placed Archer and Musa in the same categories for, you know, their three things, but they're not the same. That's the, you you have to, for very different reasons. Yeah. You have to realize with that tier list, because we don't have, like, we could make another tier list with, like, literally a million things that we could place it as and give you exactly where we would put shit, like, from 1 to 100. Like, like we could just do A to Z, like, five times or four times, whatever it would be. And, uh, you know, you could get the most clear picture ever of where we're placing things and why we're placing it. But that is A, bothersome, and B, a lot of work for not a lot of uh, reward. Like, nobody cares. It's way easier to just set up four or five things that you set it as S, A, B, C, and D, five. And then you say, okay, well, Archer is, you know, Archer is A tier at 1v1. Uh, Musa, well, you know, maybe it's a little bit better than Archer in 1v1, but it's not, it's definitely not S tier where I put Berserker. So yeah, it's going in A tier as well. Oh, uh, Archer is insanely good at grinding. Uh, Musa is also insanely good at grinding. Which one of them is higher? Well, we both think that they're S, so we just have to both put them in S because we can't, 
Like we can't put one of them at A with these other classes. That just doesn't make sense. You have to well, make concessions. I, I, I also want to point out Moose is like God tier at Manchums and below, but Archer is I Skylacy way better than Musa at Sacrea, at Histria, at um the new at Star's End, and yeah, probably at Ash Forest when that's out too. So yeah. Musa's probably better at shrooms, though. I'd put money on it. Yeah, I could see that. I'd so put maybe money that on 87 mil an hour will be 100 mil an hour with Musa. Yeah, but uh, that's just the thing you got to keep in mind, right? Like the less, the less like tiers that you have on a tier list, the more that you have to put things in the same list that are not the exact same power, right? So you just have to kind of keep that in mind when you're watching tier list videos in general that you know don't have a ton of different tiers like if we had 10 tiers instead of five it would have looked a lot better i'm not counting the pluses by the way because we couldn't assign pluses uh skylar c also says how do you guys feel about tamers on dream horses hogging all of archer spots outside of Auckland history seems like an exploit almost uh me and my musa friend who are both soft cap couldn't kill or even knock this one tamer off his horse at hex don't know if you've heard of Android 18, but apparently there's a few Reddit posts about him and tamers on horses and how unfair and exploity it is. Yeah, I don't know if exploit is the right word because it's not really an exploit, but I mean, man, just the horses in general are... I, I guess I, I just wish there was a mechanic to knock them off or maybe more skills designated with like... uh a tooltip that says, like, this skill, when hit successfully, will knock a player off its horse. Or yeah. so something along those lines, because, yeah, it's definitely a problem. And yes, I know Android 18 very, very, very well from Gauze. Dude, I fucking hate that guy. But I respect him immensely. Uh, and then last comment, he says, why is Archer relevant in BSL? Is it because of the trial gear? Also, does Striker, Mystic, Natural Defenses matter against magic classes like DK, Witch, Wiz, even at higher AP? Uh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know who's trying to sell you that snake oil, but uh, Archer is not irrelevant in BSL. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not irrelevant. And also, it's, it's a newer class, right? Like, not everyone who is good at their class are really good at 1v1s and 2v2, and those types of uh, tournaments just swapped over to Archer. Yeah. I mean, like, people forget just because a class is really strong doesn't mean every single person's going to play it. Like, you're going to get a lot, no offense to some people, but you're going to get a lot of bad people that roll to a class because it's good, and bad people are still going to lose to good people. Yeah. So. Uh, Archer is fine in BSL. They're, like, oh. mid-tier. And we're not getting clapped by archers, right? I'm going to put that on there. He said that earlier. Yeah, he did. Smacked by archers, yeah. All right. I rolled off Kuno a while ago. I stopped getting clapped by archers, right? Also said Zerker's counter archers. I don't know if I really buy that. I guess at lower APs, I buy that. The, the, the balance of archer v Zerker shifts very, very, very heavily once the archer gets like 273 AP. Yeah. Like, basically, if you're below, if you're, like, 269 or below, Zerker should be able to win, like, eh, probably, like, 70% of the time. And then once the archer starts hitting, like, those insane APs, 273, 278, what is it, 7 is the next one after that, and then 281, like... 27721, yeah. Yeah, and it, once they start hitting those AP, it's, like, it's so impossible 
because Zerker has no iframes. They have two. One of them doesn't work. The other one's while they're flying through the air, which is like two seconds and kind of a bitch to control. Uh, and uh, yeah, so you're all super armors, which you just get burned through. And you get uh, frontal guards, a couple of them, including your S-block, that just gets instantly shredded. So, but I have a feeling that's like that for most classes. Warrior, it's probably the same. Uh, Warrior is probably like, yeah, you're going to win most of the time until you're fighting 281 AP archers that just destroy your block. Probably the same for like Valk, you know, a lot of those classes. So, same thing for Zucker. Um, Zex Zero commented. Not going to read it because it's just Frosty on his alt account just every week. What? Just got a comment now. What? Why? What's it say? <laughs> uh, I don't know, Frosty. Why don't you tell me what you what did you type? He said, actually... a another good week for you, Rezlar. However, don't think we can so easily forget those times when you looped some trash ass League of Paladins game on a BDO <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, what, oh, so dude. what are you commenting on this one, Frosty? Tell me. I, I like that comment very much. <laughs> I can Dude, tell by the way, you... this, I, I'm just because I don't have to think, I'm Matt Bassey Den. You uh -huh. know how they did that respawn rate doubled? And I know it's going to end or whatever. They, they decided to make that only an event, in quotes. I don't know if you saw that today. What? Everyone's all up in arms about it. Yeah, the double respawn rate at all these grind spots apparently is going to go away on the on the on this upcoming patch. That sucks. Yeah, but at Bassy Den, it's fucking awesome because, like, the one big room that has a ton of mobs, you can just do that room, go outside, clear the other room, and then loop back, and it's already respawned. It's so nice. Huh. Uh. Oh, damn, I just forgot what I was going to say. I just had, I was going to ask something, and then I forgot. Uh, Sunny Bloop says, great podcast as usual. Keep it up. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. Super hyped for the shy. Curious to see the direction the game will go. So am I. To touch on the Trinity thing, it'd be interesting to see classes like Valk Warrior and Mystic Striker get some valuable quote-unquote frontline capabilities. That would then start giving us more quote-unquote Trinity-type system we already have, which Wizard providing some support buffs along with the Shy now. Even if it just applies to PvE, super hyped for the new PvE content too. BDO needs more difficult PvE, not just mobs that have a lot of health and tons of CC either. Give us mini-bosses, interesting grind spots with mechanics, farmable scrolls that add new boss monsters that require a coordinated party slash platoon, etc. This is a huge step in the right direction. Also, yes, more ocean content hype. Yeah, I actually, well, I think I said how I feel about the Trinity thing. I don't think it's like super important for BDO, but I do still think those classes you mentioned becoming tanky for Node War and Siege would be nice. Yeah, I'm going to keep shilling for my idea to the day I die. Add some sort of tree passive where people can go one of two different specs. That way, damage warriors can be damaged and they'll be dog shit in Node Wars. And people that like Node Wars as a warrior can pick the tank spec. Maybe they gain, maybe whenever you do that, something else happens. Like you get another like super armor or something. Like They already have that in game, dude. It's called Bencho's Necklace. Bencho's Necklace, brother. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just going to keep shilling for that till the day I die. Because that is, in my like four years of playing BDO, that's the best shit that's ever came out of my mouth. So I'm just going to keep saying it until it, it happens or I quit playing this game. No, even after I quit playing this game, I'm going to comment on Reddit. After I, after I no Hell longer yeah. play this game, I'm still going to log years. in on Reddit. I'm going to talk about how shit the game is and how they can make it better. 
<laughs> yeah. When someone says something you don't like, you reply, LOL, idiot. That's why I stopped playing two years ago. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Sphero says, another good week. Jackie was a fun guest. He was. He had a lot of interesting things to say. I wish he could have hung out a little bit longer with us, but eh, time travelers, man. It's weird. Uh, Ronnie FC 7 says, yo, the fact that Dark Knight is never discussed in anything means they are not the best, but nowhere near the bottom of the ladder, question mark. And is that a good thing? Also, does a mid-game strength matter in this game? Love the podcast. Thanks, man. Uh, Dark Knight is, yeah, they're kind of in the middle-ish, maybe more towards the bottom. I don't remember where we put them in the tier list, but... We put them low. Yeah, I think we put them towards the bottom, but not at the bottom. So, yeah, that's why they're not referenced too much. Is that a good thing? You could argue. I mean, being in the spotlight isn't fun, right? Uh, if you're an archer right now, you're not having a ton of fun in terms of the community because everyone's shitting on you. It's kind of not as much, but it's kind of the same thing if you're a zerker, a witch, or a wizard, right? You're always under fire from, like, every direction because everybody's got something to say. And then if you're at the bottom end of the ladder, things suck because most of the people around you... And this is why I really like people like Nayashi, where his class isn't very good, unfortunately, but he takes a positive look at things and he, he enjoys it no matter what, you know, even if other people are super negative, but that's tend to be what happens, right? When classes are not as good as other classes, there's a lot of negativity. People complain a lot, you know, it's just kind of what, what happens. So I don't know, but yeah, being in the middle is probably better than being on either end of the spectrum, honestly. Um, I will also point out, and my name is Q from DK. While he's pretty down on DK negative, he's still sticks to it and practices and that's why he's super well known because he is so damn good at that class also does mid game strength matter in this game not really no mid game strength and what sense i don't even i mean i'm like, guessing he's talking about like i'm um, 220 ap to like old soft cap like right uh i mean yeah. i guess if you're doing t1 notors it matters outside of that no not really yeah if you're in that group i mean no i don't it does, obviously, but, like, not really... I don't know. No. Aren't people like that probably... I don't know. It's hard to It's hard to say. Like, obviously, the people are important and the balance, but you're really only in that area for a short time nowadays, especially since you could buy everything. So, it's like... Balancing specifically around that, I don't think would be good. But yeah. that's just me. Uh, Manny G says, thanks for the show. Appreciate the variety and how each week you look at a different class. I'm a very new player, so a lot of what you discuss is future for me. My sh my selfish request is to mix in some beginner topics once in a while. Thanks again, and do not pod fade. I need this info. Peace, Manny G. Yeah, we're going to try to do that uh, today specifically, Manny. We're going to try and talk about some things. Uh, we specifically are going to try and talk about things that are maybe helpful to newer players. Um, can't promise like one a week or, you know, like that we'll do this very often, but this has to be a little bit shorter of a podcast. So we're going to go over a couple things that we think might be helpful for somebody that's kind of new to the game. Um, Duns says, aren't they just shifting the imbalance to another area? Once everyone is good in PVE, people pick and invest in a class because they want to focus on specific aspects of the game. After a while, everything will just end up being a homogenized mess, I almost said homo, homogenized mess with everyone being the same at everything except one flare of the month class that is overall slightly better at one thing than everyone else, aka the wow effect. Also, I need that Aukman copy pasta, good sirs, and shout out to Piotr for hitting him up with it. 
Frosty? Mm-hmm. Next question. <laughs> Why next question? What? Answer this man's question. <sighs> Alright, um... I'm, I, I was being griefed, so I missed most of the question. Uh, aren't they just shifting the imbalance to another area once everyone is good in PvE? No, I mean, I guess that's where the focus will be, but right? That's what everyone focuses on what they're bad at. So yeah, I guess, but it's not like... No, I don't know. I, then, well, if some balance changes like the evasion buff affect PvP, then I, I guess to and a, a larger extent, yes, but... And then nope. uh, also after a while, everything will just end up a homogenized mess with everyone being at this, everyone being the same at everything except for one class. That's a little bit better, aka the wow effect. Well, yeah, and I, I guess I don't have a problem with that though, really, because uh, you also can just be better than the people you're playing against or with. Oof. Yeah, that's not a noof. I mean, like, I don't know if like, like you just worst... told this man be better. That's a noof. No, for no, me, if, brother. If the, if the worst <laughs> case scenario is that everyone's class is equal in strength in all aspects of the game, then like, that's not that horrible. I mean, then you just get good at your class and get to kill everyone else, right? <laughs> if you're better than them, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, so it's always difficult to talk about like what's going to happen in the future with any sort of certainty, right? Um, uh, I, here's the thing, right? Uh, out of every stupid argument I've heard over the years in regards to BDO, making everybody relatively the same in PVE makes like the most sense. I still think it's stupid, and I don't believe in it, and I think it's not the case. I believe that it should be different. Different classes should be good at different spots. Maybe you make different classes good at different spots, but have the same amount of money. Like, I don't know. I just don't think everybody should be exactly the same in terms of PvE, but I understand where the argument's coming from, and I can see people's point with it. Um, again, my issue is the idea that it might go further than that. I do not want everything to become a homogenized nest, uh, mess, rather. Uh, but I doubt it will ever become that. And here's why, yeah. right? This game is just too complex. There's too many cogs in the wheel of this game's, like, class system and how things work for everybody to be even close to exactly the same at everything. Like, there's just no mm-hmm. way. You just can't change enough numbers in the, in the skills. And you can't yeah. apply enough protections or take away enough CCs to make every class the same at everything. Now, you can try, and that would be bad for the game, in my opinion, and that's what I'm afraid of, but I don't think it'll ever get that far. That's like some cataclysmic shit right there, if it ever becomes like that. That would be, like, insane. Um, yeah, even even if that's their goal and they're working their hardest to do it, it's just... There are 16 classes right now. There's about to be a 17th, and that one's, like, focused on support. There's just, like, no way it could ever, ever happen. Also, the meta changes, like we said with the Zerker, the meta changes even without balance updates sometimes. So it's like, no, it's just impossible. There's no way yeah. it'll ever be all the same. And uh, also, shout out to uh, WoW. WoW Classic coming out in two months. Hype as fuck. Um, Dead, Niant- Dead <laughs> Game. Dead Game. Dude, that's going to be the most popular WoW has been since launch. What do you mean? Dude, I, I am. I don't, I don't. I, 
I am so looking forward. Listen, here's the thing, right? We're going to talk about this another day because this is going to get into a really long argument. Yeah, you're looking forward <laughs> to one one week of playing a game you already played before, and then it's going to be old. It's not that, man. We're this is going to have to go for another day next weekend, right. maybe. Nayashi says, "LOL, that donkey wall mount. I agree with Reslar's pick your own skills and build your character idea. You have your template skills and use skill add-ons to give them CC or protection. Yeah, it's not that hard." Uh, that would be awesome. I'm, I'm surprised nobody's cool. thought of that yet over at Perlibus, but they're too busy counting their money. Um, Black Spirit Season. Season 1, no stamina cost. Season 2, half cooldown time. Season 3, double cooldown time. Season 4, no heals. Season 5, no DP. LOL. And before Shy ganks you and spams do it better, the Shy abuse continues, and her awakening will probably be a musical instrument and she can put b- people to sleep Jigglypuff style. Also says, uh, oh my god, that statistic about mystics is such a dumb fucking clueless attempt at trying to understand a class's state. If I just chase around and only target 1v1 where they aren't looking at me, of course my KD ratio will be better, lol. Doesn't mean I was effective, doesn't mean it was fun, doesn't mean people will want to play that way. 41 fucking players with top gear play the class out of 100. Uh, 41 out of 100 play 1 out of 15 classes. 1 is 41% of top gear. Here's your motherfucking sign. Alright, rant over. I'm calm now. (laughs) Wait, I I feel like you guys are literally saying the same thing though. That is why they said that second stat. Because that's why they're addressing the PVE stuff. I think they're they're over... I mean, it was confusing the way they worded it, but I interpreted it as them saying, look, in PvP, th- for the amount of complaining that class gets, that it's not as strong as people think. And obviously, I don't know what they're going to show us, right? There's nothing really they can give us that's going to satisfy anyone anyway. Um, so they gave like KDs or whatever, which... Again, like, let's be honest, that's all anyone in this game cares about. So it's actually <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, People hate that that's what they said. But two, uh, I think that they were saying like 41% of the class uh, or of the top geared people are mystics and that it's not be- necessarily because of its strength in Node War or Siege, but more because of how good it was at grinding and because it or its skill effects or it could be a number of things, but because it was so popular people complain about it more because they run into it so often. But I think, honestly, I think once all the PvP changes are in place, that that won't necessarily be the case. That's just how I interpreted it, and I think that that's what they were saying. Yeah, also, uh, we know Shy's Awakening weapon. It's a fucking guitar. Yeah, you were literally <laughs> on point. I, it's, well, no, it's a ukulele. Oh my all god, right. whatever. And it's hardly a musical instrument. No offense, uke players. All right. <laughs> Uke players. <laughs> um, Lost Souls says, I still play, but my PC been down for like four weeks because of RAM. Shy will probably open the game to raids and dungeons, seeing it's a support class. Back on the PvE bus for Ninja, I don't mind at all. I will play a class for its style and not its power in PvP or PvE. You're one of the few. <laughs> I hope we see more like raids and, and dungeons and stuff. Um, that would be that would be cool. I think yeah. uh, more traditional style like PVE stuff. 
Uh, Austin Lassiter says, what game is Rizalar playing? Did they upgrade Terra's graphics? Get it? Because the shy. Mm -hmm. the, the shy is the lolly. Bro, what yeah, were they was, called in he Terra? Was, he was playing Breath of the Wild. What were they called in Terra? I'm trying to remember. Uh, uh, the little... Uh, Ellen. Ellen. Pap oh, Ellen, right, right. Yeah, there was yeah, pa yeah. Papi, too, right? Or Papu or whatever was yeah. the little bear. No, the not, it wasn't called Papu. Papu was a mob, I think, in BDO. Uh... What were no, the... it's not po Popo or Poppy. Popo. I, don't remember. I think it might have been Popo. I don't remember. Yeah, the little furries. Yeah, they, they had lollies and furries in that game, man. They were fucking crazy. <laughs> the little Ter panda bear priests, dude, dude. That thing was dope. Terra two win. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, also, no race or gender lock in that game, which was like. I took I, I took that well, for granted. Honestly, that's not, there was a there was a race lock. You couldn't be a mystic on anything. Remember? Oh, you really? You couldn't be any of the races. There were like five races, and there was like a subset of like three classes could be like uh, was designated to like each of the races. So, like for example, Mystic could be like one of two things, and then the priest could be either the big fat guy, the middle guy, or the bottom guy. It was like that. It was a little bit separated. You had more options, but it was like kind of separate. But uh, segregated. Uh, see, I never, set. I never even touched priests, so I never knew that. The only thing that I knew was uh, Reapers. Reapers were. Ellen uh, exclusive for some reason. After my time, I quit before uh, that came out. Yeah, that's the only one that I knew. I know of. I think they've come out with more classes. Maybe they continued that trend and started race and gender locking everything. That would suck actually, because I really liked how like well, I thought that there was no race or gender locking or anything like that. But because I loved seeing, I just remembered seeing. Uh, I gotta look up the name of that. That, that race now. Hold on. Terra Furry Race. Because now it's going to bother me <laughs> that I can't think of it. Uh, no. No. That's not it. What is... Where? What? Where? Why can I not find... All I see... Popori. It was Popori. Okay. We were, we were kind of close. P-O-P-O-R-E. Popori. I don't know how to say that, but... um. I, I remembered, like, one of my first times loading up in a Terra, I saw a Popori Berserker, which in that game, Berserker had the giant... Or no, sorry, not Berserker, Slayer. Slayer had, yeah. in that game, has a giant greatsword, and, like, right. it was scaled down, like, a little bit, but it was still a giant greatsword on, like, this little fox thing. I was like, oh my god, that looks amazing! <laughs> yeah. I know, I love that, too, that the small characters saw the huge weapon. Yeah, like it was. It wasn't scaled down that much. Like it's hard to like. It's hard to picture it, but like, imagine you have this giant, like almost uh, like orc-like guy character, and he has these giant like greatsword. Right now, you take a character who's like an eighth of that size, and you only scale down the sword by like a half. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's hilarious. It's so good. Um, anyway, that was the last comment. We're done with comments. So, moving on to the topics. As I mentioned with, uh, I already forgot his name. What was his name? Manny G. Manny G's comment. We're going to try to talk about some stuff that might be helpful for newer players. Uh, you may have already gotten past the stuff that we've talked about, or you may have, uh, or maybe you don't give a shit, but yeah, we're going to, we tried to come up with some things that might be helpful for new players. So first... We want to talk about uh, questing because here's the thing about questing, right? Like, I feel like a lot of people say, yeah, quest till you get enhancement and then go grind. 
like hands like in like quest until you get the ability to enhance on that character aka kill red nose i believe is where you can uh start enhancing with your black spirit and then just go grind and there is so many like rewards and good rewards that you get from questing so frosty was coming up with all of the different items do you have like a list frosty yeah so i actually just found this reference i'm trying to find I think this is a, uh, it's a camera quest, it looks like, for the ring. But anyway, um... Oh, the Mark of Ruin that you were talking about? Yeah, so it's actually called, I had it wrong, it's called Ring of Power. And oh, it's, Ring of Power. It's 11 AP, I don't even know if you can get two. If you can, I think you have to probably do the quest on two different characters. But it's a, uh, camera quest, level 58, camera 2 quest called Healing Light, I think. Um, but yeah, so... That is one of the things. So there's just a bunch of items. Like when you're when you're brand new and you're going through the game that like free items that are actually really good until you're you've been playing for a while. And one of those is the Ring of Power, which is a camo quest line ring. Um Grana Oath Earring you get also from uh Camus Oven Quest, I believe, finishing number two. Let me double check and make sure that that is right. Yeah, and it's number two, because number one, you get uh, Voltara Crystal. Right, you get the Voltara Crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that one's 8 AP, has some accuracy, and it also has, uh, if you grab the other, although the other accessories kind of suck, so that's relevant. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The Voltara Crystal is another one. If you finish Camel 1, you get a really nice crystal for your offhand that gives 150 HP, 5 AP, and Camasylvian damage. If you don't play with or don't feel like you need that, it's still a lot of silver and you can sell it. But um, keep in yeah. mind to do the camo quest line, you actually do need like a decent amount of AP. Like that is actually that quest line's like kind of hard to do if you don't have a ton of AP. Yeah. So if you don't have a lot of <laughs> AP, then either just hold off on it or you can maybe if you're like in a guild, you can team up with some people and go tackle it together because yeah. that, that would be really hard to do alone if you were below like. 240 with Nuver. Um, I like how I'm talking about new players and then assuming that they have Nuver, by the way. Uh, yeah. If you're, below, uh, if you're below 240 with whatever AP offhand you have, you're going to struggle to do that quest line. <laughs> um, Asula said, I can't remember. I have a, a box that gives me one of every Asula piece. I don't remember how I got what? that. Is there a quest that gives that? Or was that a reward for something? I've never heard of such a thing. I think they just recently, I think I remembered reading this, that they just implemented some quest that gives you a try of like whatever version you want. I've never heard of that though. The box that gives you one of everything. I think it was one of those like, I think it was a login reward or something one day. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but so Asula, not a Asula not a quest nice. reward, but really, yeah. really, really good. And you get those from killing all the different mobs in Medaya, which is to the left of Balanos, or sorry, to the right of Balanos, and Serendia to the east, uh, before you hit the desert. And you whenever you get one of them, you can actually if you read the description towards the bottom of the description of one of the Asula set pieces, it actually tells you where you get all of the pieces, the belt, the necklace the earrings, and the rings. It tells you exactly where you can grind for it. I think there's two grind spots for every piece. Really, really good set. Don't bother upgrading it. Do not. Like, that's a waste. I agree. It's a waste. I mean, I guess you could go pry if you have a bunch of extras from grinding. 
but it, outside of that, it's not worth stacks. Yeah, it's just not worth. It's just not worth it. Just don't bother. You're better off if you get weakened pieces. Great, sell them. They sell for like 120k. Like it's actually yeah. a nice little chunk of money when you're a new player. So and just then, get the Asula set and then sell all your weakened pieces. And similar to Kama, uh, if you have a friend or someone that can help you with the Dragon quest line, you get two Hoom crystals for that. And Hoom are endgame crystals that are really good that you'll use literally forever. Although I don't necessarily recommend putting in your gear yet if you have any chance of dying to mobs. I, if, I was a new, if I was recommending something to a new player and they completed mm-hmm. Dragon and they got two Hoom crystals, I think I might be tempted to tell them to sell it, actually. Yeah, to buy gear, because you could just get more yeah. later. Yeah, I, I would I would probably say sell the Hoon crystals. If you do Dragon, you get these crystals. I think they're selling for like eighty mil, maybe. Last well, time I the, checked, the base ones now are like down to thirty, and the Hans are eighty. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Damn, they went down a lot. See, I lost a Hoon a while back, and I had to buy one. And they were like eighty mil for the base. I was like, what the fuck? I should <laughs> I should have just waited. I should have waited a couple months, dude. Damn, I got screwed. Right. And then for finishing, I believe Valencia too, you get the normal Awakened Spirit Crystal, which is worth less. Also a decent crystal, not a huge deal if you lose it. And then your favorite for fail stacks, Valencia the Valencia one. Yeah, Valencia 1 questline. So, I actually haven't even done it for stacks yet. It's So here's the thing, Valencia 1 questline, you don't even need that much AP for it. That's the mm-hmm. crazy thing about it. I think the only mobs, or the hardest mobs rather, that you kill... I'm trying to think. I think the hardest mobs that you'll run across are Basham, isn't it? I, I know you don't. You don't go to Bashams. I think you don't even have to kill them, but you have to run through them. Is basilisks? But basilisks are so slow. You can actually run right past them, run straight to the NPC, complete the quest, and take the new one, and then get out of there before they even hit you. Right. Like Valencia one is literally just running to NPCs for like a couple hours and you get like 150 stack, I think, uh, like two or three, like 30 stacks and then like five twenty stacks. It is insane. The amount of, uh, fail stacks you get for completing Valencia one. And if you haven't done it already, then you seriously should go out and do it because you get so much from it. If you've done Valencia one before, just get on another character that's level 60. Just get like some like trash weapons. We're talking like pry weapons and just run around and just go do it real quick. Because if you've done it before, it takes even less time. It takes like you can do it in like two hours if you're not paying attention. You can knock it out in an hour if you're tryharding it. Yeah. And the it's, value of a single 50 stack alone is worth like an hour and a half, two hours just straight yeah. up in raw silver. It's so. insane. I actually think it might be a 40, but you can Valk it to 50. So. No, no, it's a one one of the rewards is definitely a 50. It is a 50. I can I yeah. couldn't remember. It's Pretty been a while sh- since I did it. Wait, now I'm doubting myself. I did it on all uh 3 of my level 60 plus characters as soon as I uh, heard about it. So it's been a while <laughs> since I've done right. it. I can't remember. Uh, okay, I'm looking at it. It's a 50. Yeah. It's it a is 50 a 50. Stack. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And listen, if you're a new player, you have that 50 stack do not use that on anything other than a tri-yellow accessory, ogre ring, not Ronin's, <laughs> ogre ring, crescent ring, whatever, uh, Tet Witch is also fun, or uh, Tet Gear, because that is invaluable. 
You're going to you're going to get here's the thing about BDO, right? When you're a new player, you get frustrated, right? You're trying to enhance your trigrunal and it just ain't going. And you're like, "Damn, dude, I got this 50 burning a hole in my pocket. I bet you it goes through instantly." And you know what? It probably will. And then guess what? You don't have a 50 to upgrade something to Tet or to get that tri crescent ring that you got from like a duo, uh you got a duo from a boss cuz you got really lucky and you you could uh, bump it to try, but now you don't have that stack anymore. Stacks are invaluable. Do not rage enhance and do not sad enhance. Don't get depressed and blow up all your gear. <laughs> sad enhance. Seriously. That, don't that's, like, that's the number one advice that I can give to people. Don't rage enhance and then don't get depressed and enhance. If you want to quit the game, quit the game. Don't blow up everything you own and then quit the game because you know what? Like, a good probably 70% of the population that quote-unquote quits this game comes back in six months. What are you going to come back to? Are you going to come back to that duo that you couldn't upgrade to try? Are you going to upgrade starting from literally scratch because you threw away everything in the trash? What do you want to come back to? Seriously. Like, that's the number one advice I can give the new people. This game's frustrating, man, but don't let it get that frustrating. Just don't, because it's going to hurt you in the long run. Anyway, rant over. Continue. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, that, that, that's like kind of for the basic, uh, for the actual items. Yeah. Um, but questing itself is important for a couple things. Uh, every time you level up a character and go through Calfion questline, they reworked Medaya. I haven't gotten to do it since they reworked it. I'm going to here soon. I think it's um, still trash. I think I heard that somewhere. <clears throat> the rewards are? I think so. I think I heard that even after the rework, Medaya quest line is still not worth it, actually. Yeah. Um, so, Calfion, though, you get CP, which you need to connect nodes and hire workers and, and get uh, a house in a town and, and all that stuff and to, so you can level up nodes with energy. Yep. Um, and you get inventory slots for finishing that quest free inventory slots for that specific character and i think by the end of it you get like 20 somewhere between 25 and and 30 inventory slots which is awesome because that alone would normally be like 3600 pearls yeah uh, so that's worth doing and you get skill points um and the skill points are super helpful because early on you need a shitload of skill points and it, it sucks trying to grind skill points. Granted, if you're leveling up kind of properly and not getting boosted, then you kind of get skill points as you level. But even still, you, you gain EXP so fast that the nice, you get like 40 skill points for finishing Calpheon or 45. It's a nice little boost and it doesn't affect your actual skill point level. So if the soft cap where you start going from three skill points to one is at 1600 or whatever it is, um, and you got 40 skill points from the quest line, then the soft cap doesn't hit you until 1640. So, yeah. So three yeah. quest lines you should do on every character. If you're a new player or an old player, it doesn't matter. Three quest, li quest lines you should always do on like every character. Uh, main storyline, i.e. Balanos, Serenia, Calfion, get a ton of SP, get a ton of CP, and you get a good amount of inventory slots. Super, super useful. Then you go, uh, Valencia, part one. Don't do part two. Part two isn't worth it. And that goes for new players too. Don't do part two. 
Listen, once you get the crystal, stop there. Don't do part two. It's not worth it. I promise you. Unless you actually enjoy questing. Uh, at the end of part two, you get a ring. It's equivalent of a Primark, I believe, which might be useful for new players. But the quest you have to do in part two is some of the most annoying quests in the entire game. Do Valencia part one and then stop. Then Dragon. Do Dragon part one and part two. Home crystals are super worth, especially if you're a new player. Even if you're a veteran player, you can turn them into Han crystals super easily and then sell them on the market for 80 mil. So yeah, and, Dr and Dragon is so short. Like you can Dragon, finish Dragon yeah. really quick. It Dragon's quest line, if you're able to actually kill the mobs, i.e. Shere Khan, uh, super fast quest line. So if you're a veteran player, always do Dragon. If you're a new player, maybe hold off on Dragon. If you don't have the AP to do the Sherikon stuff that you have to do. Uh, but once you get enough AP, definitely go do that because it's a nice little boon in your money. Uh, even if only, you know, a little bit of money, a little bit of time. Very little time consumption uh, compared to the reward that you get out of that. So it's really nice. Um, anyway, yeah, I think that's it for that, I believe. Uh, 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 I mean, just pointing out CP, energy, and beer, like that, that sort of stuff. Uh, so if you cook, learn, just learn how to make beer. Even if you don't want to cook, it's a really nice AFK activity to do early on. It's, I promise you, it's way more valuable than AFK fishing, and it's it's very easy to make beer. There's a bunch of guides, but you you don't need a lot to make beer. It's it's very very easy. So just make beer. The thing is, is when you cook and you make beer, even if you just sell the beer, you're not actually using it. You get uh, uh what is the what is the uh. What is it called? Like the, the, the ancillary crap. Yeah, the byproducts that you get. Yeah. Um, you can turn in for CP. And until you're like 280 or 300 CP, it, it levels up really, really quickly. So make beer or cook in general if you do Imperial or whatever. I don't, I don't know if it's worth it yet. They're going to be buffing it down the road. But beer is really quick. It's definitely worth making. And then down the road, you can AFK fish or whatever you want to do. So that... Discover every node, kill every mob in every region as you're strong enough to do so, so that way you get S knowledge on everything. Just having knowledge on everything gives you energy, um, and talk to every every NPC that you can talk to. It's yeah. it's worth it. The energy so, is nice. Uh, it, it see, so the like life skills thing. Here's the thing about life skills: they can get very overwhelming very quickly. So if you are wanting to get into life skills. I suggest picking one and then focusing in on that because masters of all trades is like, you know, that's okay. Go for it if that's your thing, but it's very easy to get overwhelmed with all of the information that's in this game. So I suggest starting with one that's relatively easy. Uh, notice I'm saying relatively do cooking, uh, do Probably not alchemy. I feel like alchemy. Well, actually, alchemy is pretty simple too. Do alchemy or cooking. Those are pretty simple, honestly. Um, yeah, and just take it slow. Like, there's no need for you to try and be blade book quests on your first week of BDO. Like, take it slow, figure it out, take your time, and don't get like overwhelmed by all the different shit that's going on in this game. Uh, as far as exploration goes, explore everything. If there's a dark spot on your map, go explore it. That's energy that you don't have. Uh, you can bring up your energy by pressing H, I believe. Just go through your ecology and see what you don't have. 
oh, here's this uh, this random bird in Calpheon that I didn't kill, and you know, or I don't have energy on. And if I just go get knowledge on it, then I get another energy out of it. Like that's literally like a five minute trip, and like if you're lucky, like ten minutes of killing this bird to get you know an energy that'll be forever. So super useful, super super useful. I don't know why the sentence "killing this bird" is funny. To me. Um, <laughs> and the new PVE stuff requires 120 energy. So if you're interested in doing that new PVE stuff, Altar of Blood, then be very useful to have yeah. a lot of energy. Um, so before I get to the grind spots, I also want to mention this is completely new, but the Igor Bartali adventure log and Rulipi's travel log. Um, so Rulipi's just is basically happens by default by completing quests. So the more quests you complete, you get rewards. It's really nice. It's random little things like LT, it's family-wide HP, stamina. Um, and then eventually you can get a really fat stack. If you finish 4,400 quests, you get a free 100 stack. Uh, Igor Bartali is a bunch of other stuff too. You get a permanent fail stack. Wait, is the permanent fail stack Rulipi's? Uh, oh, I think you get one no. free. No, it's Igor. Okay, so Igor Bartali, you get two fail stacks, I believe. Two permanent fail stacks if you finish all ten. Um, no, you also... it's still just one. How do you get the second fail stack? I think that's... We don't have that yet in NA. No, I'm pretty sure that's no, 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 to we 15. Have, we have the second one. Do we? we have the, I, I haven't finished it yet, but we have the, the second one is in game I've, for sure. I've completed ten and I only have plus one on my shit. So maybe it's one in Relupi's. Maybe it is. Let me. I'm gonna look real quick. Because I haven't done a lot of quests, so. Yeah, maybe you need a shitload. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, oh yeah, four thousand nine hundred twenty-one gives you an enhancement chance. The second one. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. Um, and then Igor Bartali gives you free DP and sheet AP, which is early on. It it's not going to feel like a big deal because your AP and DP goes up so quick by enhancing new gear, but down the road it's a massive difference because it starts go you start going from getting an upgrade every day or every two days to once a week to once every three weeks to now like i'm i have like 278 ap and for me like my upgrades are like four to eight weeks in between each other so yeah the sheet ap is super nice three i think you get three three is it three in our current setup or two uh i think it's three pretty sure yeah and then a couple DP. So yeah, do those as well. Uh, and they're actually really easy. And the guy, like, if you follow the guide, it's it's actually so stupid easy. the The only annoying thing is enhancing a Sula's to try. You have to enhance one piece of his Sula's to try. It tells you which one, and then the Quint Maraca, which I don't know. I think it still dies on the weekend. I'm pretty sure it doesn't die during the week anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely check out the Bartali's adventure log because it's got a lot of useful shit in there. And it also takes yep. you on a fun little adventure. It kind of makes you explore yeah. the game. It's kind of cool. Makes, makes you try little things that you wouldn't have done, like process something, hunt something, whatever, that sort of thing. It's kind of cool. Um, all right, so I was I, someone posted this. The timing was kind of interesting because we had talked about putting up or just talking about newbie stuff. Um We'll get to the more fun stuff, like mistakes we've made in a second. But I want to uh, real quick go over these grind spots for different gear levels. So someone else, someone posted this. His name is a Canadian noob. He actually put this up yesterday. 
And it's literally what he describes as a crude list of grind spots, prioritizing money for newer players and people having a hard time picking their grind spot. And it's really cool because he goes through, I recommend going on Reddit and just finding him. His username is a Canadian noob spelled N O O B uh, all one word. So if you find him, you could see the post to at least reference it. But yeah, it goes literally all the way from like a uh, hundred AP killing elite monsters and Calpheon, how much money you can make per hour. He talks about like helms between 100 and 150 AP. You can make 25 mil an hour up to 30 mil an hour. He even goes over stuff like uh, Saucens and how it's gated by maids and weight. So if you don't have high tier pets and maids and weight and stuff, he kind of talks about that and places that are better. Um, So yeah, go check that out. If you're a noob, um it it it'll help a lot with kind of knowing there's so much i see on reddit like three or four times a day hey i just reached x bracket (laughs) where do i grind and it's it's a valid question because there's really not a lot of references that you can look up if you have friends they can tell you right so so everyone that answers it thinks it's really stupid to see that question but if you're new it's a completely valid question because it's like a hard thing to just search for um, so this yeah. is a really good reference for that. It it breaks it down all the way from 100 AP all the way up to 245 with with Kudum and and he talks about how that's kind of your starting out. Maybe you can do uh, Achman and history and and Mansion. So yeah, yeah. Uh, off the top of my head, and this is just leveling. Uh, I think it went uh, main storyline till you kill Red Nose, then go to North, uh, then go to the wheat plantation south of Hydell. Then go to the um, bloody monastery, kill those guys until like level like thirty, I think. Then go to Carudos and Calfion till you're like uh forty, I think, or you're, no uh, this thirty. There's like if you're power leveling yourself, right? Yeah, Basically. power leveling. Yeah, so you okay. go to Carudos at like thirty five, I think it was actually, and then you go to abandoned lands uh, north of Calfion, northwest. Uh, abandoned lands till 42 i believe and then camaras until 48 i believe and then uh catfish until 50 then as soon as you hit 50 uh you could also go to 51 because 50 to 51 is actually not too terrible uh you could do that at catfish 50 or 51 then you go to helms you do helms uh until basically like 56 unless you have enough ap to go uh gahas like or, you just stay at home so if you're low AP. uh saucens isn't that good for exp i would recommend bushims actually crazy saucens good for oh uh, i guess it does not marnie stones but... yeah i actually yeah if uh, actually if you have enough ap to grind helms you probably have enough ap to grind bushims probably so I would actually say once you get your awakening, you can probably go straight to Bashims. Or you do it like I do. I, I, I usually just do the quest. I hate mindlessly grinding those spots personally. I I'd rather do the quest and then by the time I'm done with the quest, I'll go to Helms or whatever. What the and, like Calfion? Calfion, Calfion. I'll do Calfion questline. And then by the time oh, the Calfion questline quest is done, I'll go to uh I'll go to Helms or whatever. I thought you were talking about that quest in Medallia that, like, gives you a whole level at, like, 50-something. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, Oh, yeah, the... The the Three Otters quest? Yeah. Isn't it tedious as hell, though? It's, like, so easy to get a level. So, so here's the thing, right? It's actually... 
if you're like relatively low like level and you're low 50s uh mm-hmm. it's actually like kind of worth it because you're grinding at spots that aren't too terrible for you for exp anyway like it forces you to go to elric's helms uh abandoned iron mines and wandering rogues which are all like right. not bad places to grind at anyway but yeah you have to go grind like 500 helms 500 elric's 500 abandoned iron mines and then like 500 uh rogues and then you get like a whole level basically on top of whatever you grinded uh, but yeah, that's a quest that you can do. I think you have to have all quests enabled on your quest tab. Hey, there's a little tip for new players. Make sure you have all quests enabled on your quest tab. When you press O to open your quest log, at the bottom, the little things that are highlighted, you need to make sure they're all highlighted. Because the game by default only has, like, one quest highlighted. So you, you're not getting, like, every option for quests that you should be. Yeah. Anyway, that's grind spots. That's grind spots. Uh, yeah, find that on on Reddit. I mean, we could put a link. I'll I'll put the link here. Uh, in our little conversation, and then I, don't yeah, know, I guess you can link the, it. In. I'll put it in the description. Yeah, and then uh, so you want to talk about mistakes? <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking like everybody's made mistakes, right? Whenever they're they're playing this game, and I was thinking like the one like the, the probably like the biggest mistake. That you made, like in your in your head, like when you think back on your BDO career, what do you think is the biggest mistake that you've made in BDO that you can tell somebody so that they don't do it next time? You know. Um. All right. So this is kind of a, a it, it was tandem mistakes. Okay. So I was looking through the market and I saw Liverto amulet when I was trying to level up a sword. I think I was like level fifty. I just hit level 56 so i was like okay i want to get this amulet and in my head i had like no ap i probably had like 78 ap and i told myself i'm just gonna save up and buy a try amulet i'm not gonna enhance or or anything i'm just gonna save up try to buy a try amulet and so the first mistake was wanting a liverto <laughs> the second mistake <laughs> was that yeah, hold up, real quick. Let's make mm-hmm. something clear for the new players. Mid-tier items are garbage. Uh, Lemoria, Akum, uh, Laverto, it's all bad. Do not, under any circumstances, invest anything into these items. Just go straight right. from green, your Yuria weapons, your whatever your green AP offhand is, your Grunel or your Rokaba or your Heave. Just go straight from that to boss gear. Do not buy blue-grade armor and weapons. It is a very, very, very poor investment. Sorry, continue. Yeah, I mean, there there might have been a time, but now it's just too easy to buy boss gear with silver. That it just doesn't make sense Yeah. to, to do like a coom or whatever. We actually looked know. it up before because I, I, we were talking about it, and I looked it up before. So, I was comparing a Tri-Akum helmet and a Tri-Grunel helmet. Non-Ultimate, by the way, Frosty. I forgot to mention that because you can't get right. Ultimate anymore on the Marketplace. The Akum barely, and I mean barely, edged out the Grunel helmet at Tri. And it was literally almost three times the cost. Right. So, it, it's just not worth it. Yeah, sorry. Before I continue with my story, another thing is don't tried to enhance a weapon with Kafra stones. It's a really, really inefficient way to enhance. Because I know a Kafra stone, if you get to tier 20 on a try, it guarantees going to Tet. 
it's way cheaper to get tat literally any other way than that way. <laughs> so don't do that way. Um, all right. So on to my story. So my goal was to get a Liverto amulet. And I'm going to explain why I regret getting that anyway uh, down the road. Because there were a lot of people that used Liverto back when I started. But I, from just from my experience in playing other MMOs, I thought that grinding mobs that were difficult to fight would be kind of the best thing that I could do. So I, I had like 70 AP and I went to Soldier's Grave, which if anyone knows who's played back then or is starting new characters, Soldier's Grave compared to Saucens or Helms is really hard because A, the mobs hit harder and they just take way longer to kill. Plus that spot is just kind of wonky. So I spent like three weeks grinding Soldier's Grave <laughs> to get enough silver to buy a Liverto amulet which I upgraded like three weeks later to a Zarka. And then that Triliverto amulet at the time, I had it. It was sitting on buy for like half a year before someone bought it. Jesus. And at the time, like 270 mil or whatever the min price was, was like way too much for a Triliverto. And uh, it was like, it, so it just sat. There was like 70 Triliverto amulets sitting on the market. So what I ended up doing, because it wouldn't sell, I took it off the market. I did a tet attempt on it and sold it at Duo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so depressing, man. I felt like I lost so much money. Like, I was making like, even like when I was grinding efficiently, in quotes, it was only like 19 mil an hour. So to lose like 150 mil on that was just, uh, it was rough. Yeah, I can imagine. Jesus. Yeah, so that's that's one of my stories. What about you? What's uh, one of the mis- uh, big mistakes you've made? <sighs> so, I think you've heard this story before, Frosty, because Mina loves talking about it. Uh, so I'm going to give you the moral of the story first, and then I'll give you the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not build into alternative builds, i.e. DP build, for example, until you are soft capped. D- just don't do it. Do not do it to yourself. Okay, here's the story, right? Be me, be guy who doesn't get upgrades because doesn't play the game aside from No Wars. Uh, think 220 AP, like 3... 310 DP, I think. They're like 320 DP offhand. Because fuck it, why not? Um, Yeah, and then uh, decide, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna I'm gonna go a full DP build because that that sounds like a fun idea. Um, well, how how do I go full DP build? Well, you know I could slowly get things over time. Uh, but that's fuck that. I want to be a DP build now. Okay, how do I make a bunch of money now? Well, I have this tri ogre that I enhanced a couple months ago. This breaks my heart. Uh, you know I can just sell that. And then uh, get a bunch of uh, DP stuff. Go and guild Discord. Hey guys, uh, is this a stupid idea? Yeah, that's a really that's a really bad idea. You shouldn't do that. Okay, decides to do it anyway. Buys a bunch of DP accessories. Has fun for like two weeks, and then after two weeks is like, I I regret I regret this horribly. This was the worst decision I've probably ever made in my entire life. Were you still on Warrior when you did this? I was. I was. Okay. I was a warrior. So I think that you thought... Now, I understand the, the logic here. You thought, all right, they removed Lingering Super Armor. 
enough DP will give me back lingering super armor. Am I close? No, this was <laughs> this was before that. This was before that. Uh, yeah, this was before the the CC changes. Uh, here's here's my thought process. I was shot calling at the time, and I, I wasn't really getting a lot of kills anyway. Most of the time, I was sitting there holding block. So I was like, yeah, I'll just uh, go DP build, and then, you know, I don't have to, uh, I'll live longer, and I don't have to care. And it backfired for multiple reasons. Here's the number one thing that kind of sucked whenever you go a DP build and you're a shot caller. You're almost always the last one to res. Like, almost always. Now, the reason that's a bad thing, first of all, you have to tell people where to go instead of showing them, because you can't ping on the map or anything. So you either have to rely on everybody to know what you're talking about. Hopefully you've set a, you know, a preset rally point or you have to rely on some other doofus, like some sort of, I don't know, the douchebag officer named Mina to like rally everybody together and wait for you. Uh, yeah, it's a pain. Uh, it's also a pain because they're literally waiting on you and that's never a good feeling. Because it's not like, you know, oh, Jimmy. We don't have Jimmy, so we have to wait on Jimmy to get here before we go push in. Like, nobody cares about Jimmy, right? Jimmy will get here when he gets here. And if we're all dead, then he can just go and die, and then he'll just be off the timer. Screw it, right. you know? Jimmy needs to catch back up. But when you're the shot caller, you're like, fuck, I gotta get there. Everybody's waiting on me. <laughs> it's just the worst feeling in the world, dude. It actually is just the worst feeling in the world. Also, th- my other issue was that that money that I sold my Triogre for, it literally netted me like three DP accessories. Like three or four. It wasn't even like a full set. <laughs> dude. All right. So I just for a little bit of timeline, this is right when. This was like right after we met. Like we had known each other for a little bit of time. So I remember this happening like very, very vividly because uh, when it first happened and you weren't like logged in and dude, I was so against this whole idea too. It 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 actually upset me when I heard it. But <laughs> it did it did give life to the meme that I literally just started telling people, did you guys hear what Reslar did? And they're like, what? And I'm like, he sold a tri ogre so he could buy a tri bencho's neck. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh man, dude, wait, I was did, so sad. Did that did wait, did that happen after I met you? I thought yes. that was before. No, no, no. That was after you after we met. But very oh, so the it was CC very changes early on. must have happened then. Yeah, well, right? so you and I met and the CC changes happened like three weeks after we okay. met. Yeah. It was seriously like three weeks after we met. This, know, my, it was really my, quick. My timeline's all messed up. I can't think of the past. It, it, was, yeah, that's... it was traumatizing time for you because <laughs> it's going to be hard for you to remember. I mean, first you lost your lingering super armor, you lost your AP, and you lost your will to live, basically. Yeah. And then, I, you know what? I found my savior. His name was Berserker and never looked back. Yeah. Never, actually, I think I went wizard after that. I did. Yeah, yeah did. I went wizard yeah. after that. You because were shot calling with us on your re- wizard for a while. I remembered being a wizard uh, when the CC change happened. And I remember looking at warriors and being like, sucks for you, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. That, was, that was rough. Do you have any enhancing fails that you regret? Uh, don't enhance while tired. That's the moral of the story. The story is be me, be enhancing 2 a.m., tired of shit not paying attention to what character I'm on, deciding to enhance horse gear. What up, it's your boy burning 120 stack on plus four horse gear. Yeah. 
I uh this one the sad thing is I did this recently. Um oh, yeah, that was a couple months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I I was going to so I was changing my belt. I had a Triton grad belt. I was building DP. Um I kind of wanted to go evasion and I had just gotten like my first pen armor piece and whatever. So I was going to switch to Tet Orkinrad belt and sell my Triton grad belt and then that would give me i don't know i think it was worth like four bill at the time maybe five um and then that would kind of put me towards my next upgrade or whatever right money towards my next thing and then fucking i just was like "Mm, should i go for tet because if that sells i'll get like (laughs) 14 bill and i went I went for Tet, that shit failed, and I felt miserable for like a week. I was just like, dude, I literally just lost four bill for literally no reason. Like, for nothing. <laughs> for nothing, I, dude. I, I was you, I, so <laughs> sad. I thought you were going to talk about when you meant to sell an item, and then you oh, accidentally yeah. bought one. <laughs> yeah, that's not really... That was. I just didn't know how the new market worked. I was in the wrong tab. Yeah, so I bought a. Um, that actually happened right around the same time, like within three days or four days. So that oh, was, it was. A, no. I had a rough stretch. Yeah, I got. First of all, I was RNG carried. I was grinding history, and I got a duo Tungrad neck straight drop from an Elton, and it was like I felt like elated. It was like fucking nuts. I was like, holy shit! Like I am so RNG carried. It, this is instantly one point two bill. Uh. Fuck yeah. And I go look at the price and I think like the max you could list it for was 1.35. So I listed it for max, waited like a day, came back and the min price had kind of dropped a little bit and there was like seven necks up. So I was like, well, fuck, like I kind of wanted to sell now, but uh, I was going to be patient. So I waited another day. The next day there's 11 duo Tungrad necks up and the price now, min price dropped down to 1.1. So I was like, ah, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to take this off and and buy or uh, take this off and sell it at min price. Just get my bill right now and be done. And then I took it off and I can't remember what I did. Like, something happened. Like, I left the marketplace, came back, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to list it for min price. And when I went to list it, instead of listing it for min price, I accidentally bought one at min price. And I, so now I'm sitting there with two duo Tungrad necks. Neither that will sell. And I was like, oh my fucking God. Dude, I was super depressed. Because <laughs> now there goes all the profit that I, I would have gotten from that that upgrade um, or that drop. So then <laughs> I, I'm being patient. I was like, if if these both sell at max price, like 1.3 down the road, like it, it's not going to be that big a deal. So I'll just list them at max and I'll wait. And like six days later, the min price is still going down and more and more necks are being listed. And I'm just like, holy shit. So I look at the try price and tries are like three bill. And I was like, you know what? I literally only need one of these to go and I'll profit. Like I'll be back to where I was at. So I'm good. I grab a 60 stack. I Valkit, I think it was a 57 and I Valkit to 67. I hit the first one, it fails. I hit the second one, it fails. And now I have nothing. (laughs) I was so depressed, dude. I was just like, oh, this cannot be happening. I was, I was so pissed, dude. I was, my stomach like dropped. I'm like, dude, that is like 7 billion silver. I just lost between the Tungrad belt and the two Tungrad necks. Like, I cannot believe this is happening to me. 
Hey, then... yo, Gratz on the 69 stack, though, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Dude, so I, I do not recommend gambling. There are some people that can do it, and whatever more power to them, aka fuck those guys, but for the rest of us, man, like gambling is not worth it. If you can get guaranteed silver and it's significant, just get your guaranteed silver. Yeah, yeah. that shit sucked, man. That's seriously, it was like seven bill. <laughs> uh, All right, last story, last story. And this isn't right. even BDO related, but I want to tell you guys the story of my second MMO ever and the first MMO where I played by myself. I, I wasn't being led around by my cousin who was just doing everything for me and I was just along for the ride. Uh, so playing RuneScape, like early 2000s, I'm like, I don't know, probably eight years old, 10 years old, something like that. Playing RuneScape, load up into the world. Dude, this is awesome. There's a ton of people like this, that, and the other. Go outside the castle, run into this person named Man. For some reason, when I hover my cursor over Man, it says that I can attack him. I'm like, dude, hell yeah, like, I, I get to attack this person, let's go. So I attack him, and I kill him, and I was like, oh, dude, I just murdered somebody, like, holy shit, like, you know, I played uh, EQOA, EverQuest Online Adventures on the PS2, but I didn't really do, like, any PvP, basically. So I was like, dude, that was like, I, that's crazy, I killed somebody. So I leave, and I do a couple quests, and I come back, and the man is sitting there again, he's just chilling. And I walk up to him and I'm like, hey, sorry for killing you earlier, dude. I said something to that effect. And he didn't say anything. And I was like, is this guy not going to say anything? And I was like, I, was, I apologize to him. He's not saying anything. So, you know what? I killed him again. And then this time I felt really bad. So, I, I didn't see him again. So, I left and I came back later. And he was there again. I was like, great, he's here. So, I, I tried to give him, me with my ultimate wisdom, having played for like two hours at this time. I started giving him advice. I was like, listen, if you want to be good at this game, you got to like click the different attacks because in RuneScape, you had like different ways to attack. I had no idea what they meant, but I was mm -hmm. acting like I did. I was like, you got to click this one and you got to click that one and like this, that and the other. And he wasn't saying anything. And I was like, dude, why is this guy not talking to me? I'm giving him advice. He isn't saying anything. So I was just asking him. I was like, how come you aren't talking to me? Like you, this is how you type. I literally gave him instructions on how to type on a keyboard and then <laughs> it was about five minutes of me talking to this person named man when i realized that man was an npc just standing outside the <laughs> castle and i oh had literally i had spent probably 20 minutes total talking to an npc all these in, I believe it's called like, uh, like Lufkin or something. I can't remember the main city of RuneScape, but all these players just walking by me, like, why is this guy talking to this NPC? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. He was probably your best friend in that game too, <laughs> dude. You, uh, when I when I realized it was an NPC, I instantly logged out. I didn't play again for like a month. I was like, I can't touch that game again. Like, if I go back, they're gonna have legends. They're gonna be like, Yo, what's up with that one guy who was talking to that NPC? <laughs> oh my god, what? How old were you when this happened? I was probably like I, I'm. I, I there's no way I was older than ten. Like no way I was older than yeah. ten. Because this happened in like the early two thousands. I was born in ninety five. So I mean, I at the youngest I was like six or seven was I think when I started like playing video games. I was probably like eight to ten somewhere in that range. 
But yeah, like I I struggled to grasp the concept of an MMO because the only one that I played before that was EQOA, but I didn't do anything in EQOA. Like I was just being led around by my cousin and his friends who were in middle school at the time. And I was just like following them around. Basically, I like I didn't even attack things really in that game. I just followed them around and I liked the fact that I looked cool. I was like, (laughs) yeah, this is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that's uh. There's there's nothing to take away from that story other than yeah, I was being a retard. So <laughs> no moral of the story there. All right, we're done. Frosty, you got anything for the peoples? Uh yeah. We got a lot of views and or a lot more views. So let's uh keep that trend going. Spread the word. Drop your drop the video in Discord, share it with people, talk about it in your guild. If you like it, please like spread the word. Um we're I'm I'm trying to refrain from posting on Reddit unless we have a, a guest generally. Um, but if we have a guest two weeks in a row, then I'll I'll wait. So we don't yeah. get a lot it's hard it's hard basically to get new people outside of people randomly searching it. So yeah, share it with your Discord, spread the word, get more people listening. Comment, please comment. We love reading the comments and going through it. Even if uh like small dick stole your girl, hates Reslar, those are also awesome. Yo, so what up? <laughs> keep, keep keep them coming, keep them coming. Also, uh, no, that's it. That's all of it. I, I think I want to start doing a thing where I want to ask you guys, you people that are listening, a question. I might start mm-hmm. doing that. I want to ask you guys a question. Here's my question: What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done in an MMO, or not even an MMO, video game in general? Hit me up with that. I just told you guys that's top five things. Like that has to that moment where I realized I was talking to the NPC man. That's top five <laughs> cringiest moments of all time for me. Like that is one of the most embarrassing things ever. I want you guys to share the most embarrassing thing you've ever done in a video game. That's such a good one, though. By the way, further down the line was when I first got a PC and I had to ask people how to crouch. I literally yeah, asked in chat. Well, I said, "How do I crouch in this game?" Playing, uh, I think it was Gary's mod. Yeah, I, got I, had to, at. I had to ask that in Team Fortress and Counter Strike because <laughs> the first games I played were StarCraft and Diablo, so I had no idea yeah. what I was doing. So drop a comment if you drop a comment, Frosty will like it because I just recently realized that he's been liking every single comment that people leave. So you know that's the thing, I guess. Um, so yeah, drop a comment. Let us know what your most embarrassing moment in uh, gaming in your in your gaming uh, history has been. And uh, yeah, guys, we'll uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening.